0: Gerard Butler, Morena Baccarin, and Scott Glenn star in the Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh, pulse-pounding disaster thriller Greenland. When a planet-killing comet races towards Earth, a father and his family make a perilous journey to their only hope for sanctuary while encountering the best and worst in humanity as the countdown to global apocalypse approaches zero. Own Greenland today on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD, which includes deleted scenes, feature commentary with director Rick Roman Waugh, and much
1: more. Support for the Bronx Bomber Babble Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, Really happy to be working with such a great company who have really revolutionized the shaving below the waist game. Guys, we've all been there. Shaving down low has always been a pain, but not anymore with the new Manscaped 3.0 lawnmower. I just got mine last week and wow, I've never felt better down there. It's a waterproof razor so you could use it in the shower, and it also has an LED flashlight which really is a game changer because it gives you a great view at what you're shaving and it helps you avoid those annoying nicks and cuts. Manscaped is an amazing company, and we want you to try it. Now you can get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code BABBLE at checkout. So visit manscaped.com and get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you use the code BABBLE. That's B-A-B-B-L-E, BABBLE. Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. We are live for the 77th episode of the Bronx Bomber Babble Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luigi, and tonight, I'm with Andrew, and I'm with G. How are we doing, fellas? What's up? What's going on? It hasn't been a while since we were on. Yeah, been a couple weeks. Uh, not a whole lot's happened in those couple of weeks, right? The Yankees kind of got everything they needed to get taken care of, but a few things significant happened. Obviously, Trevor Bauer, uh, the MLB and the MLB Players Association decided to not completely hate each other this off it looks like the season's starting on time but I'll, still, still yeah <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be more confident of that once opening day happens and the first pitch is thrown but yeah things seem to be looking good uh Yankees signed Darren O'day
0: I was gonna say they finalized a bunch of moves
1: all uh, all players that needed to be signed have been signed except uh guardy who apparently the Yankees haven't even begun negotiations with but we'll get all into that um guys how are we doing uh, how's how's life?
0: It's all right. Well, I, guess,
1: I guess it's pretty it's, bad. Shit, I like, <laughs> oh, damn! I, I it's get it.
0: Glad but, to see uh, you know, spring training's coming down the pipe here. Yankees are you know have all their business in order, so it's, it's not too bad baseball wise.
1: It really is. It kind of hit me how close the season is when I think it was uh, Tyon who said he was already down in Tampa, and some of the other guys were already down there too, getting ready. Yeah, it's it's getting it's getting very exciting. Um, MLB announced a lot of uh, rules for uh, this coming year that weren't exactly uh, didn't exactly make me excited. Um, still, no universal DH this year after having that last year because the shortened season. Um, a few other things, but guys, I know this might seem like if this, any other podcast, this story would be like at the end of the episode, kind of just really quickly mentioned, whatever. But we're a Yankees podcast, and we have been the most injured team in the history of teams over the last two years. And when we hear that our two big mammoth oaf, pr- injured-prone superstars are now doing yoga and are starting to lift less weights, you know what? I'm going to celebrate. That's because exciting. That, someone in our group basically saying when that story came out, the story is Eric Cressy, is basically said that Judge and Stanton are doing a lot more yoga, lifting a lot less, you know – Stuff we've been saying, and most Yankee fans have been saying for years. It's like, hey, I wonder why these guys are getting so hurt all the time? Oh yeah, because they're maxing out lifting when you just don't need that type of strength and training for baseball. That's just not the type of uh, workout you should be doing. And yeah, like I think someone in the group said, hey guys, this is like basic stuff, like doing yoga, stretching out. Like this has been like developed and for years. Like this, but I said, hey, yeah, we weren't
2: doing it. it doesn't exactly. matter. This, <laughs>
1: this is for for us, this is exciting. I am going – I'm not going to say, oh, well, this is – no. I am going to be excited about – just like when we got DJ back. Like I, sh- I shouldn't have been that excited, but I was because under the circumstances, I was going to be excited about it, and this is exactly how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Like th- we've been waiting for this, and who- look, the season hasn't happened yet. Who knows? We could be the most injury-prone team again this year, and none of this Don't matters. put that in
2: the universe. Oh, God,
1: don't do man. You know, the universe didn't hear me. But – <laughs> it's just nice to know, like, okay, we're we're going in that direction. It's starting to seem like we we've at least mentally, at least publicly, put on paper. Okay, we're we're doing this now. It, it's it just feels good. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, yeah. I hope I hope it translates to Judge and Stanton playing more than half the season each. Maybe they combine for I don't know two hundred games. That'd be nice. I, if if you told me Judge and Stanton combined for two hundred games in the twenty twenty one season, I would honestly be happy. That that would be yeah. enough for me. At that this rate after Stanton what Stanton's played forty games the last two years and Judge has played I uh, eighty to hundred I don't even know. It it's it's I mean, been so, like, judges, a rough two years I mean, for both. People,
0: guys, you know, it's years. easy to get on Stanton, but Judge missed plenty as well. Uh,
1: obviously no one has as many games, you know, there's only a sixty game season this year, but still like I think I think in Stanton he's missed what, eighty percent of the games the last two years, if you have to if you added them all up, because 2019, well, he played, like, 20 games. But I think we've and there's no way to, to literally, quantify literally what, what you're missing from
2: these guys. Right. Uh, we saw what San is capable of in the playoffs last year, right? Now, whether he can – he's not going to hit at that type of pace over an entire season, but if he does something similar to what he gave us in 2018, I mean, that would be exceptional. Aaron Judge was playing at an MVP level before he got hurt in the shortened 2020 season I think he had something what was it nine home runs in the first 17 games I mean the guy was tearing the cover off the ball of course the injury bug bit but if we can get anything close to full seasons from either if not both of those guys it adds I, mean, I don't want to say it completely changes our team because they were healthy in the playoffs and we still haven't gotten where we need to go but it completely changes the complexion of the lineup and the Yankees are a mega threat to begin with on any given night and pitcher going in looking up against that lineup they're worried you know they have to bring their A game but you have those guys anchoring the lineup every night and you see their stats building up over the course of the year and you know that you cannot get through their you know the first what 15 batters without facing each of those guys twice that that's trouble
0: yeah I mean obviously you know none of us are like exercise scientists or anything like that but I think you I could speak
1: for yourself G, I'm kind of an expert in everything
0: All right, yeah <laughs> Like, you could look at the last couple of weeks or the last couple of years regardless and just say, like, yeah, well, clearly what they're doing is not working. Having a lot of these nagging, soft tissue muscle injuries that keep you out, you have a setback and you're out even longer, et cetera, et cetera. But it's good to see the Yankees. And there's been a lot of this, right? You had a couple of guys, you know, longtime staffers retire, this or that. Like, they've definitely been maybe more outwardly and openly embracing some 21st century philosophies, which is good. But I think at the very least it's fair to say like John Carl Stanton and Aaron Judge are plenty strong and plenty capable of hitting a bunch of home runs and they don't need to be lifting for the glamour muscles, right. you know, professional weightlifters every single off season. Like this is this is a conventional wisdom. You, you know,
1: you know who's the new guy that gets bigger every off season for the Yankees? It's Chapman. Like, yeah, I think we're, this is oh, like the God third God, or fourth straight see. off season that we've seen a video of Chapman pitching on some mound in Florida, where he just looks like the Hulk. He just looks like he was in a business uh, suit and he just ripped out of it and is now in his workout clothes. Like, really he just looks huge. Attention. And of course, all the comments were like, "Well, he's going to give up home run in the season's still." A... Like, yeah. As he gets stronger, his velocity goes down. Like, not to come not on, to get, Great, not good. Get, good. Not to it's get I get Chapman has allowed two terrible postseason home runs and, you know, Yankees fans' memories. But, like, the guy's been – like, I really do feel like – like, look, obviously we're not talking about off-the-field stuff. That, you know, that stuff isn't good. Not bad. If you hate him for that, completely understand. But just purely on the field – Chapman's been a very good reliever for us. I really don't get why he gets so much shit. People say, oh, he gives up a home run every postseason. The guy's given up three postseason home runs in his entire career, and they've all been memorable. Like, I don't have to say which ones they are because they've all been just memorable home runs that will be played for years and years. But those are the only three home runs he's given up in the postseason in his entire career. So I really Mm -hmm. don't get why he gets so much shit. Like, Aroldis Chapman is not the reason the Yankees, like, haven't, Gotten over that hump in the last few mm-hmm. years, right? Like yeah, he's I mean, been, they like, scored the one run in Game Five, one five last year. Yeah, he's been the top five, top eight range relief pitcher for the last three, four years. Like, I don't get why
0: he gets so much shit. It's hard to really have asked for more from the guy, right? You, you can, especially considering how often ridiculously hard throwing pitchers get hurt. And Chapman's been or durable, how, or how
1: for how fast they like wear down exactly, G. Like you would think he'd probably be out of the league by now with you know the the tra- his trajectory. Guys like guys like that usually don't last as long as guys who are you know throwing low nineties.
0: The man has never had a serious injury, and I mean he he actually I think had just said this maybe the other day. I'm not gonna throw 105 anymore. I'm not gonna throw as hard as I used to. But like it's funny because it's Chapman, right? He's Getting into what his mid thirties, like he's still throwing like a hundred miles an hour, and then yeah, he, you know, he's
1: still like top top five, like the elite uh, hard throws. But he's not like like there's guys who throw harder than him now, right? Like hey, yeah, plenty oh of guys. guys. Yeah, it's the,
0: like yeah. Anyway, I mean, so Chapman, it's it, you you never is can tell. year old Chapman episode. No, <laughs> you can't tell when he's on the mound, but you, because he's wearing like a more loose flowing uniform, but when he's is yeah. like. You no, know, when he's, when he's on some
1: when he's on some random field in Florida, that man looks like the Hulk. He looks just no doubt. Um no Yeah, so but it's definitely good to see Judge and Stanton um, and are taking a different approach.
0: Hopefully, tagging along with them in that endeavor is Aaron Hicks because he lifts like a motherfucker. Too, <laughs> like.
1: I think Aaron Hicks' problem is he just plays way too much golf. The guy just always is playing golf. Yeah, so you know, Judge and Stanton. I'm happy Cressy is actually like, – because I feel like Eric Cressy, he just, when he first got hired, you just didn't hear from him for months. So I'm glad we saw him, like, say something about the Yankees this year. Like, it's our, it's a good start because I'm just afraid of – like, this is his part-time job. Obviously, like, this isn't even his main job, uh, being employed by the Yankees. So I always get a little, uh, a little bit worried there. Guys, Darren O'Day. Uh, signed him, I believe, a couple weeks ago. He's got good stuff, right? Submarine guy, uh, Ben Heller no longer got DFA because of him F, F. <laughs> for
0: Van Hell. F. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, thoughts, uh, thoughts about Darren O'Day, Andrew.
2: It's it's good at right? I mean, it's not the type of guy that you'd think the Yankees would go after and certainly a guy who's tormented us enough over the years, but you look at his numbers the last two seasons, particularly last year with Atlanta, but even if you look at what he did for them in 2019, I mean, the guy's been exceptional in admittedly limited time. He only pitched eight games in 2019 but he did pitch in a third of the Braves games last year, and he's not going to throw hard at all. But what he does with his delivery and the way he neutralizes right handers, it's kind of what the Yankees wanted f- or tried to convert. I don't know if that's the right word, but what they were hoping to get from Adam Montavino towards the end, I was, right? I was, remember just, when we, I was
1: just about to say that. Like, this is just when, when we what they first
2: signed Otto, him. he was, you know, He had a good slider, he had a good fastball, he had a two seamer that moved in well, he had good control, he had awesome numbers in Colorado, you knew what you were gonna go you're gonna get from him. He's gonna throw anywhere from what three to five outs per appearance, and then all of a sudden he was a righty specialist and he wasn't good at that. So if at the bare minimum Darren O'Day plays the Ottavino role better, that's already an improvement. But the fact that he's gonna make a but a quarter of what he was making, and he's he's able to actually get there an inning without giving us all anxiety. I think it's a really good ad for us.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, I like the ad. I think um, to have a right-hander who is a submarine, it's a regular, right? I mean, obviously, you know, he has to still have some stuff, right? You can't just throw in a strange delivery and not have any stuff because it'll get blasted out of the ballpark. Like, he was pretty effective last year in limited role, and I think – Boone will be able to find a good role for him. And I think just in terms of the bullpen overall, like we're all in terms of Yankee fans going to have to just be okay being uncomfortable for a little while because I think they still probably need to go get someone, even if it's at the deadline. And that's obviously a year away. I like the signing, but he's 38 and he's not going to be like that everyday horse mm-hmm. that you just like bring in Joe Tory using Paul Quantra like 75 times in one year. <laughs> like, oh my God. Talk about it. blast! You know, he's ass. Scott he, Proctor. Scene, Jesus, <laughs>
1: Scott right. Proctor. So, uh,
0: yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's a good move overall.
1: Yeah, de- definitely the type of guy, the type of get. I was expecting the Yankees to get this off-season out of the bullpen, especially once uh, you know they once they. it. you haven't mentioned he's from Florida
0: yet? Oh, and he's from Florida. <laughs> he, he is a Florida man.
1: a Florida man, fellow Florida man. Um, guys. Apparently the Yankees haven't uh, started negotiating with Brett Gardner. And I believe it was, I want to say Rosen, someone, one of the big-time baseball reporters tweeted out today that Gardner still wants to play. I think uh, it was you. John yeah, Rose, Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. He said Gardner, yeah, he still wants to play. So I think it was uh, talking Yanks. They tweeted out, like, a Photoshop picture of Gardy in a uh, Cardinals and Phillies uniform. <laughs> Because, really that that's – I mean, no, like, can we just agree that if the Yankees don't sign Gardner, he's going to the Phillies? He's going to the Phillies. <laughs> Ferrari ex-Yankee. has assembled the 2016 Yankees on that squad. It's incredible. It's like every ex-Yankees going to the Phillies, and then uh, – what's the other one? All the uh, – is it like the X-Car? I'm, I'm forgetting. someone Who's going to the Mets? Like, what – the Mets have gotten, like, a, a bunch of guys. Indians. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was. All the Indians are going to the Mets. Ex-Indians are going to the Mets. I went brain dead there for a second. Um, but, yeah, guys, are we getting back, guard? I don't know, man. It's February 11th, then. If we haven't started negotiating with Gardner, uh I don't
0: know. I mean, I don't know what more... There has to be a spot on the roster for it. Like, he's not going to command a ton of money. Like, I'm not super worried about... Because we're crunching numbers now to keep under the threshold. Like, that's all well and good. I have a feeling... Yeah, that, that
1: won't be a problem with Gardner, yeah.
0: Like, I... I just don't know where that spot is because they have a lot of guys mostly locked in, even if it's just like, oh, Talkman is Mike Talkman, and maybe he's expendable. But right now he's still on the roster, and to get rid of him, you'd have to make some move. Um, you know, John Carl Stanton is, for all intents and purposes, a DH now. So, like, maybe you have one less outfielder than you I, – I don't know. It's just – I like to believe that he'd be back because the last couple of years it was, well, he'll be back. Eventually he will be for a few million dollars and like whatever, but it definitely seems maybe different that it's like, Oh, they haven't negotiated at all. Even just to pick up the phone and be like, we would like you back and we'll come back to you eventually. Yeah. I'm reading the replies for this garden screen. And someone was like, you will not be
1: starting anyway. Right. And, Someone replied, Guardi's starting on half the teams in the MLB." Like, I think he's right. Like that's like I think Guardy. I think, mean, Guardie, I think like definitely some definitely the bad teams. Don't get me wrong, but Guardy would definitely start on like some teams. But I don't think he wants to do that. I think he I just think wants it's to. A credit be to him, be Yankee.
0: because for what is he? 38 now. Like he 37, has seven, I believe. Good enough. Probably yeah. long past you might expect the point where he'd still be a pretty viable starter on a lot of teams. Even if we're yeah, for the fact that he's playing more games per year for the last couple of years than we would have wanted or expected.
1: Yeah. Like we've said, that's not his fault, right? It's just the guys in front of him getting hurt, right? And that's what happens. Oh, yeah. Um, guys, you hear about Jason Dominguez hitting a baseball 117 miles per hour? Who? Do um, you know that guy, uh, Jason Dominguez? Oh, you is see he, is he that catcher presence?
0: uh <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, I think I always get thrown. I remember like if I, I was, when I first saw his name, my first thing I said to myself like if I was 13, I'd be laughing so hard at this name because it's just it's Jason with two S's, so you know, you figure out what that spells. But yeah, he hit a ball 117 miles per hour last week. Only four players in the major leagues did that in 2020. Just 11 did in 2019. So, um, can we send him up? Uh, he's ready to go, right? Send him up. <laughs> uh, you know, get him on up. Has, hasn't played a single <laughs>
2: game at
0: yeah,
1: any
2: whatever. level of professional ball, but yeah, why not? Yeah, whatever.
0: I mean, he's going to be out in uh, New Jersey before too long. We'll be out in Somerset. Yeah. Officially, that, that, that's, so signed there. that's
1: so. That's so weird saying like, oh, it's he's in Somerset right now. It's like, wait, what? Where? What's he doing there? I'm I'm say, go, yeah.
0: yeah I say it's, it's like, man. well, that's like a nice. It's not like you're going to the Boondocks. Like it's it's. <laughs> Suburban New Jersey, like it's a pretty comfortable area, so like that the team's been yeah, there for a while, so like the the community loves that team. It's pretty cool yeah, that I... they're good with the Yankees. Yeah, it's sad, obviously, with other like Trenton
1: being dropped, but new beginnings, right? Um, other news: Governor Cuomo announced that um, I believe what did he say? Ten percent capacity in all uh, arenas and stadiums starting February 22nd. So that that means would that mean like I think they said around, like, 1,800 people at Knicks, Nets, and uh, Rangers games, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, like, smaller arenas. But Yankees, I mean, there should be, like, what, 5,000 give or take people at Yankees games this year? Yeah, there's no reason why they can't do more. They're well, I mean,
2: pushing, what, 15, 20? I mean, they, they probably won't at the outset, but especially in the middle of, of the summer. Uh, we, we saw what, what the hot weather did at the pandemic. I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't make it go away, but it definitely um, stifled it a little bit last year. I mean, the Yankees... I, it'd be nice to get you know, eight, nine, ten thousand fans in the stadium and have some some sense of fuzz. You know, yeah. Cool. I, I mean it's, it's so weird. To to sure. the, the, Yankees,
0: the Yankees hadn't, you know, they sent out a statement like acknowledging what the governor said. Oh, they, they didn't, didn't say like, that they're gonna
2: do it yet. I, I what I saw was right, the Knicks and the Nets are gonna allow what eighteen hundred like, like. fans and they're gonna give full season high end uh Ticket holders, priority first, so people have like – Let me just – let,
1: let me just say something. If you don't think money-hungry money hungry Randy Levine is putting fans in those seats the moment he can, you of got course. Him
0: wrong. Oh, no. I mean, no, he definitely is. I'm just Even yeah. if it's
1: only
2: 5,000 fans, yeah, having absolutely. people
1: in pockets around – 5,000 fans, that's like 5 million revenue for one Yankee game.
2: And look, we've seen it at so many you know, other venues, right? So, I mean, NASCAR was the first – sport to do it but college football has done it i mean we had fans at the super bowl we've had uh, even they have fans b eight teams have it right now in, in other mm-hmm. states so i mean it looks weird that it's not full but you have little pockets of of fans and i think the players appreciate that you actually hear people cheering for them you hear especially when it's so quiet <laughs> you can actually hear someone 20 years old deep be like hey aaron judge hit this ball out for my three-year-old son mm-hmm. and he actually he'll
1: hear that you know, like I, I, yeah. I think that that's cool. I really do wish – like obviously it's so difficult to do this, but it seems like you have to – well, you have to take a test. You have to not have a temperature. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they said they...
2: 72 hours minimum mm-hmm.
1: – or excuse me, maximum,
2: uh, be 72 hours before the event or less. You have to have a negative test. They're going to do temp checks at, at the door. Uh, they're going to make you wear masks when you're in your seats, and then you're going to be sitting with the people you came with, and then right. they're going to manually pick where –
0: you oh, sit course, i don't yeah. think you
2: can actually you can't like go on to take a master and buy your seat it's not gonna be like hey here's the 20 different available sections you're just gonna buy a general admission ticket and they're gonna say hey here's where you are i think some people are gonna end up on the better end of that coin with better seats than others but i mean it's
0: right. it is what it is right. i mean obviously like it's it not a, a priority like in terms of like you know, we want to have fans. I want to go to games this year, but you have to be cautious, and that's all obviously understood. Like, but I think probably later on in the summer and into the fall, you could have a shot to get like a decent amount of people going to these things, especially because you know the government is trying really hard. They were, they were trying to ramp up how much vaccine they could get delivered, and obviously that's all very important in that. Otherwise, well, so like, um, Yankee
1: Stadium right now is a COVID nineteen uh, vac- uh, vaccination. Have they hurt.
2: expanded that outside just Bronx residents,
1: or, or um, yeah, I, don't, I think only? it's still just Bronx residents.
0: I mean, North yeah, Perry. I was gonna say like the the you know we don't have to get too deep into weeds here, but like the other part of it was just like the supply rather than who they're supplying it to. So like right, more... but
2: I know they they originally reported when they when they opened it that there were still open slots, so people who could have claimed uh, vaccine appointments in, in the Bronx weren't. So whether it's just not many people know about it or they aren't,
1: aren't interested in uh, it. Just, who uh, else uh, to say? But. No, so the bottom line is, though, at the end of the day, if they're putting all these precautions in, they're making it as safe as possible. People, like If people are willing and want to go to games, especially after like the year we've, most of us and we pretty much all had, right? they deserve it. And it, it's just going to be so nice to see families back in the stands, like enjoying a baseball game. Because I feel like more than any other sport, baseball got affected by no fans going to like you could have your preferences. Like you could think, Oh, like I prefer watching football over baseball on TV or I prefer watching basketball over baseball on TV. But I feel like going to a game, like I feel like most people agree like going to a baseball game is just the best it's like a whole it's a whole day and like uh, you don't That's talk true. about like oh i miss going like you know look going to any sporting event is cool don't get me wrong like i've been to t- like i used to go to florida state basketball games all the time and i loved them in florida state football games but going to a baseball game like there's just like a different feel like there's just a different vibe it's mm-hmm. like it's a whole different experience and yeah just having no- just like watching a baseball game it feels normal for a bit Right, last year, and then all of a sudden someone hits a foul ball and it just skips across, like, eight rows of empty stands. And you're just like, damn, this is weird as hell. Well, like it,
2: seeing all the, uh, the the home runs go in the yeah. 10, 15 rows past the fence, and it's all tarped <laughs> off. It's, just, it's weird.
1: Yep. yep. So, yeah, it's, it's just going to be really nice to have fans back in the stadium. Um, I'm glad they're doing that. And, yeah, hope hopefully they implement a system where most people who go are either – uh Frontline workers, right, service members, or people who are vaccinated, because they definitely deserve it. Um, guys, Trevor Bauer is a Dodger. <laughs> he pulled like that was some day. It was look around noon. It was like, oh, he's going to the Met because all this stuff was leaking. That was like like he had LGM at the end of messages and his like the Trevor Bauer like his T-shirts got leaked and like all Met stuff. So everyone thought he was going to the Mets. Until he wasn't. Until he went to the Dodgers and. Well, that, look, very...
2: Then all the stuff got pulled, and then he had it yeah, again yeah, on the Dodgers yeah. side, and then that got pulled. Right, right. And I don't know if you saw the video he posted
1: to his. <laughs> he apologized. His... Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, did you see the video he posted where he like formally announced
1: it? I didn't watch it, but I, I was
2: reading. Well, it. it had clips of him in different jerseys. Uh, there was one shot, I believe, where you could like almost see like a reflection, and was like Mets fans in the background, and then there was Dodger, and you could see. Uh, the Blue Jays jersey. He definitely prepped it a week before and then he had bits of each of the three teams he was going to pick in there and then just the last scene was recorded three separate times and just he edited it when he made his final decision. Yeah. Uh, so I, I could t- totally see that pissing off people, but
0: dude, uh, I mean, he wasn't going to record an
2: entire video for just one team a minute before he made his decision.
0: I mean, the man likes to Interacts with people online. He definitely has a bit of a troll element to him. I get it. Like we had joked in our group chat, and I said, like, I hope he because, like you said, Luigi, like for most of that day, oh, it looks like the Mets have the inside track, and I was like, God, I hope he just does like a Hulk Hogan heel turn. He's going to the Mets. Rip the Mets jersey off, and then he's going to the Dodgers. Yeah, feel bad because the Mets are quote-unquote, like, trying to rebrand and, you know, they have a new ownership, like, they're trying to become or be viewed as, like, a more serious organization, and that would have been, like, a huge, tremendous, like, pitching staff addition for them.
2: Like, I'm not going to feel bad for for an organization that hired both
0: Mickey Calloway and Jared Porter, right? So. Oh, no, I mean, I'm not I'm sure. sorry. Like, the, the, they no, had it come to them, yes. right? So bad for the fans <laughs> who have been subjected to bad baseball for the years. Yeah, but
2: they're, they're, they're bad, too. You know, they were so smug about it. Like, oh, oh, Bauer! It's it. We're gonna win the World Series, and then just the the Dude, denial of it afterwards. He, the second he announced, he's going to the Dodgers, like
0: oh good, fuck you, we didn't want you. Anyway. It's like yes, no, you but here I tried to be nice for a few seconds there, but okay, just okay.
1: G, G's taking the gloves off. Oh shit. Uh, no, <laughs> so, most most Mets fans I followed, even before this whole thing happened, did not want Bauer. Like most Met, like I know, there were definitely Mets fans on Twitter who wanted him and who thought they were getting him and were being smug about it. But most fans, like Mets fans I followed did not want him. And like, look, man, he's it's a it's a really weird deal. It's three years, one hundred two million, but there's opt outs after the first two years. So he's going to get forty million in twenty twenty one. Then he could opt out, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't opt out, he gets forty five million in twenty twenty two. So that's pretty insane. I I saw people start talking about like, oh, should the Yankees have done this, knowing that like, oh, it was only for a year or two. If he's like terrible and it's not good, then you could just whatever. That's it. But I mean, I don't
0: what know, do you I, force him to opt out. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, if he has a bad year this year, he's definitely opting into forty-five yeah, million. If,
2: like, if he goes to the Mets and either he doesn't like the media, he doesn't like the culture of the team, uh, they don't perform well. Uh, he's you know, got the it, personality it, it, where
0: it could become a problem. Like,
2: but I could see it being a good deal for for the Mets in that regard. That maybe they way overpaid him. Oh, and actually, if they overpaid him, he pitches like shit. He wouldn't opt out, right? He would take the money. That's I know what he's saying. The...
1: Exactly. Like if he pitches like shit this year, like he's not saying no to forty-five million. In but it, that's why it's
2: the perfect deal for him because it gives him the power to be like, hey, uh, if I could just sit around next year for forty-five look, million, I'll r- do that because it's backed up by seventeen nah, million let, in twenty twenty-three. But if he opts out after the first year and he can pick up another three years at hundred million guaranteed, then that's better than two years look, and fifty-two look, or Rick- sixty-two.
1: Rachel Luba literally deserves Agent of the Century Award for giving him this deal. Oh, like hats off to her because this was just like incredible. They did some stuff and like that was kind of a lot of fans didn't like. And I saw her kind of getting shit from a lot of fans. But I mean, man, like you got your guy of 40 million dollars and you got your guy paid 40 million dollars next year, a guy who keep in mind has what two good seasons Mm -hmm. and one of them was a not even half season. And a guy who openly said a couple million. years ago that he would never sign yeah. multi year
2: deals. So, in essence, he still hasn't, right? He still has right. the power to just go year to year and hop from club to club or just re up with the same team and a new contract if he chooses.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it, it would have been a good ad for the Mets. And not even to say because, like, I, as like a two, three kind of like, you know, second tier of the rotation with, um, with Strowman behind, um, the Grom, man. yeah, exactly behind Degrom. Yeah. Like, because like he he has been a good pitcher. He was pretty good last year. Like, obviously he didn't make a full season's worth of starts. Um, but I mean he's you know he's kind of got a weird personality. Sometimes he could be a little grading. He's got a three point nine career ERA. Like he gets a lot of strikeouts and that's great. Like drone it plays. Boy. Uh, I still um, I
1: still like calling him Drone Boy.
0: Oh <laughs> my god! Like I think um. You know, it, it's good for the Dodgers, who are just, you know, the defending champs. They they've got money to spend. They're just like playing they big market. They said fuck ball. the luxury tax. The Dodgers are just playing big market ball right now. And Trevor Bauer, like they, if, if they're gonna try and repeat, then he was the best starter left on the market. So yeah, they, they he was amazing. the best starter on the market to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah. Honestly, we could talk about this a little bit. Um, because now we'll just end the We'll end the show with talking the new MLB rule, MLB rule changes or what rules they're implementing in 2021. And, yeah, I mean, you could argue that obviously we're a Yankees podcast for Yankee fans who are biased, but you could really argue that the two best teams in baseball are in the NL West. And obviously the Padres haven't done shit on the field yet, right? Like they're they loaded, but it's all just on paper as of now. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers and Padres each won 100 games this year. I can probably like see it. I feel like they – they it's just going to be like Dodgers one 2 Padres one one and then the third-place team will have like 76 wins. Like they're just going to dominate that division. You know, like those, those other three teams in the NLS, West are in big trouble with those two. Well, what but, was the the baseball
2: prospectus uh, projections that came out? Which, by the way, those were
1: oh, yeah, terrible. Some of the, we can
2: get yes. into why some of those were so bad. Like the Braves who have won the division three straight years finishing in fourth. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think they had – the Dodgers at 103, the Padres at 96, and there you go. The last three teams in the division at 79, 75, and 60 yep. wins.
1: That's that's probably how it's going go. like, like it, to go. Those two teams are just so good. And then the Rockies, Giants, and Diamondbacks are all probably bottom 10 in the league. So, yeah. That's oh, God.
2: Crazy. So, well, look, that means we're going to have to hear you know, Madison Bumgarner trade
0: talks again.
1: Oh, jeez. Yes. Yeah. You <laughs> to,
0: wait, you don't want to trade for Madison Bumgarner? <laughs>
1: Man, if – like, the Madison Bumgarner like, – <laughs> On the basis Mad- of a
2: postseason seven years ago. Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> no, like, the Madison Bumgarner like, – I also wanted us to get Madison Bumgarner in 2018. And then once we didn't get him, I was like, all right. just like, that's it. You know? I don't, and I don't you're, you're not, you're not
2: You're not bummed that we didn't give him that mega yeah. deal?
1: Nah. Yeah, we should have given him 10-350. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they're projecting the Yankees to win 97 games, and then – The Rays, 86, and Blue Jays, 85. I think that's literally what we said. Like, the Yankees are probably going to win, you know, mid-90s, high-90s. And then the battle for second is just going to be the Rays and Blue Jays neck and neck all year. I think they gave the Red Sox too much
0: credit.
2: This was definitely done before before
0: (laughs) You mean the Red Sox, those projections were released before the Red Sox signed Marlon Gonzalez, so.
1: Fair point, too. Um, Another another, – Another kind of shit projection by them. White Sox only at 83 wins. Like, I think the White Sox might be the second best team in the AL behind the Yankees.
0: Are they like, doing like? like ne-
1: the Astros. Or the, the Astros
0: are, are
2: highly overrated in this too. They gave them 93. Yeah, wins. 93. There's no way. They got the They draft. have like an
0: anchor drag factor on the White Sox for 83 wins, considering they hired a manager who's 50 years older than all their star players. (laughs) And I wonder, I wonder if they did like it'll be a disaster. Like it's, it's it's a possibility, right? But the the talent
2: on that roster, I mean,
0: this is a team that I think
2: think we could coach that team
1: to 90 wins. (laughs) Probably. Right.
0: We could because we're just gonna be like, hey, you guys are studs. Go play ball. Like,
1: All right, guys. There we go. We're not. We're
0: not a racist old <laughs> drunk. No, yeah, okay. like literally. That's, that's what I was about to say. None he, of us have
1: had D, multiple DUIs. <laughs> oh, like,
0: it's one thing to be like, hey, you know what? We're a little bit older, or whatever. Like that's one thing. This man last managed what? You know, a bunch of years ago, and so was basically a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, he was of a different era completely, and that was like. And he's on record saying these things, right? Uh, don't, you know, showboat or whatever. Like, just put your head down and run the bases kind of stuff. Like, I'm sure Tim Anderson's going to love him.
1: Yeah, I was about yeah, to say. It's like, oh, it's he's going to love Tim Anderson. Right. <laughs> so
0: that's a whole, a whole digression, but I'm just, you know, that, yeah. that, that projection.
1: Gee, we're just going to – honestly, gee, over this, over this, your talking part, we're just going to put old man yells at cloud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
1: No, okay, so the new MLB rules, so – Basically, no DH, no universal DH, very dumb, but, but guys, don't worry, we have seven-inning doubleheaders again. (sighs) I'm really
2: curious how they're going to plan that. I mean, they're not going to schedule, the schedule's finalized, right? I mean, it is what it is, that's just in emergency situations. There's a lot of TBDs for
1: time on the schedule, but yeah, the schedule's pretty much determined.
0: I mean, I guess it's still got to be somewhat flexible, right? Like, the players aren't jumping to the front of any vaccine lines unless you have, like, a medical yeah. condition. So, like, there's still a possibility, and we hope as vaccines get, get out there that, you know, communities are less in danger, but there's still a possibility that teams could come down with these, and, you know, it affect the schedule at least a little bit. So mm, like, Right, that's
2: a good point. You only have, what, like three, 400
0: players on Major League rosters across the
2: league. Uh, but you know, I could see people making us think that, you know, their their elderly grandmother didn't get it, and a young athlete yeah. at age 25 did. I, I well, totally that, well, get it. Well, that's that. why,
1: like, so, like, there was a report that the Biden administration wanted to push back the season a month, and their proposal was basically getting, like, all the players and, like, coaches vaccinated. The MLPA kind of just stepped away from that, and I definitely think that's why, because, like, the bad PR. Oh, like, why, why are these guys getting vaccinated? Like, I... Uh, and they, like, I, I've said that from the beginning, like, look, the elderly and extremely at risk need to get vaccinated first, mm-hmm. like first and foremost, like they need to be taken care of first. Like, We could wait. But yeah. So, so. so if we
2: don't get to watch our team one night because one player got sick and then isolated and, and didn't give it to anyone else, but right. they're, they're not at risk. I, I, I'm OK with my team missing a mm-hmm. game on exactly. one Tuesday night in the middle of July, as long as as many elderly at risk people get it and not said player on my team, right? Like yeah. that's, that's, that's the, the give and take.
1: Exactly. But right. I, I yeah, think so I that... found, I think I found interesting about the schedule was the fact that like, I like what the NBA did. They only scheduled the first half
0: mm-hmm.
1: where, I mean, the MLB, like, the whole schedule is on here. And obviously like, the time... no, they released it last year, right? hmm yeah. They always still, do it in, like, August or something. But still, like, before. they easily could have, like, kind of been like, you know what, we're going to, like, hold back on that. Like, obviously, it's kind of tough to do that. But, yeah, I just find it very – like, hopefully – they're probably banking on, like, that's ah, you know, well, things will be fine. You know, so what was the team. plan
2: if they went to a 154-game season, though? You know, they delayed the season by, yeah, by four I, weeks? Were they just going to have to rip everything up and then start over? Because uh, – remember, if you're talking about, like, every single traveling secretary on every team. They, 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 <laughs> oh they, they, they lose a week's sleep because they literally mm-hmm. have to plan out – hotels and flights the entire season completely different than what they've already had. It
0: it depends on if you give Major League Baseball's organization credit enough where they would have had a backup plan. (laughs) <laughs> That's a good like, point. I mean, like, it's very easy to run a new schedule, schedule through a program. It's, it's how it affects
2: each individual team, mm-hmm. right? Actually, you have someone who sits on a computer who can who put in a, a certain set of inputs and say, hey, here's going to be the start date. Here's going to be the game number lengths. We want each team to play, each team in the division, this number of games, limit travel possible, whatever, whatever the algorithm is, right? You do that in an hour. So I wouldn't be concerned that Major League Baseball could, could do that. It's how it affects the 30 clubs, the complete change of a itinerary for the entire season that sucks that's a disaster yeah. and that's probably why the mlbpa said fuck you to the, the league we're not starting we're not changing our mm-hmm. schedule
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. the like hopefully we don't have to worry about that quite as much you know as more and more communities you know get more vaccines uh because it was a little scary last year. Some of these what was it? Like the Marlins, the Cardinals or you know, a couple of teams had like the Ma- really The serious... Marlins
1: and the Cardinals were the two the two main yeah, ones. Yeah,
0: like it's not great. It's not great. And nope. um, but I was gonna say, like if you're maybe projecting that the second half or later in the season things will maybe be more normal ish then you're just gonna have a bunch like what what are your seven inning doubleheaders gonna be there for? Like they're just gonna be yeah. like Regularly scheduled, or like, I, I don't know, it's very well. well that's
2: the thing because they have the entire season scheduled out, and there's no forced double headers like they used to do in the 60s and 70s, right? They don't schedule a, a Twy Night double header. Hey, you're going to come to the ballpark at five o'clock and play for six hours straight. <laughs> that's not part of the schedule, it's only in set emergency they, situations. Prob- and if you don't have delays, you don't have double headers, mm-hmm. and
1: it works out well for everyone. They probably figured that's how they got through last season was those seven and double headers like manford probably like that's what they're probably you knew about. there was going to be delays every or yeah. cancellations every week exactly so i was like, gonna say
0: that- i mean but it seems like maybe they're using you know covid as the way to like get this in as like a yeah like it's a way to, a to implement their shit yeah, you're, you're trying to yeah. push it as a future cba
2: negotiation right, like that. I, I, exactly. I think the league hates it and next next winter uh i i think they would they would sooner
0: lock out <laughs> rather than then honestly, have that be a regular thing. Honestly, I don't you know, know, I do I like mean, like obviously I mean, obviously, it's never the plan to, like, play a doubleheader. You have a rainout or whatever, but, like, I feel like whether we agree with it or not, the league is so heavily focused on pace of play and all that stuff. If you were going to play a doubleheader, and then just maybe you could push it as, like, a quality of life, right? You spend a little bit less time on a day that you're going to spend all day at the ballpark, a little bit less time, a couple less innings. Those games suck from a quality... I, I mean, I'm saying for players, we we
2: I, I I don't even think they they like that. Think about it. If you know you have 27 outs to to make something happen, right? And and you could be down six nothing in the first inning. That means you still have eight or nine opportunities to make up that deficit. Those seven inning games get late very very early. You're down oh, no, two dude, or three you're... runs in the fourth inning. Know. The game's essentially over if the other team has a locked down bullpen. Like that sucks. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think it's stupid, too. I'm just saying. I don't know what reason. I don't like, know if if, if teams would, would be willing to commit to that. It okay, takes so, the
2: competition out in those nights. So, like, well, I, I hate saying. the
0: 7 inning doubleheaders.
1: I hate. But I kind of do like the runner on second and extra innings during the regular season. Like, I kind of like that just because, like, look, at the end of the day, it's funny to, like, talk about when they're all Remember, like, remember that Yankees-Cubs game on Sunday Night Baseball that went, like, 17 innings? And, like, that shit will happen. But like, who really wants to have that happen during the regular season? Like, we have a hundred sixty-two game season. Like, you know what? Once it goes to extras, like, yeah, just put a runner on second. Like, I don't, th- I believe, no, I don't, like think, the, it, I don't yeah. think a game went past what the tw- what, like four extra innings last year with that implemented. If I'm not right, and, and even
2: then, you had each team score
1: yeah, two times. It, it, was like it wasn't excited. like it was just shutouts, right? So like, I don't best. know. I like that because, it, like, it's only you know what? It's just like hockey. You do in the three on three regular season. Like, it's exciting. It's fun. You get breakaways. Like. You don't want – look, regular season is so long. You don't want overtime or extra innings just to be like another full game or just drag on. Yeah, like, no. I think it's better in, in, a, in a
2: 154, 162-game season because 162 one or two game isn't going to kill you. It shouldn't kill you. Right. But in a 60-game season, if you had a week where you went to extra innings three times and lost two <laughs> or three of those games, like, that could be – that's it's yeah. a huge portion of your season.
1: I forget bro. what – what I say exactly. It's just regular season. Like, you look, once the playoffs happen, yeah, you're going until there's 30 innings if you need to, right, to see who yeah. wins. But it's
0: just like regular uh,
1: season. It's like, oh yeah, just, come on. Like, someone's if there's 161 other games, someone win to get someone hit the hit get a winning hit. Like, let's go.
0: So they basically. And I'm, I'm sure okay, as
1: time goes on, there will be like watch. There will be an extra inning this year that goes like seven extra innings, right? That's just insane. That each team scores like one run for four straight innings. Like that will definitely happen. Mm-hmm. But it will happen like way less, right? It's...
0: Well, I feel like that's 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 something you're okay with because it would be more exciting anyway. Than it's just like you have a game go like 19 innings and the score is like one nothing or whatever. Like it's terrible yeah. and obviously not exciting. If you, you go do get that game to... seven moment right off right off the cuff, right? Because a guy's yeah, coming like in it's and it's already to... an emergency situation. The first pitch. <laughs> Like, if you go eight extra innings because you were kept scoring, like, that's – I'm sure the league is much more okay with that and because you're just decreasing the likelihood of that happening with a runner on second anyway. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like, in in that regard, if they're going with the hockey formula, which is, like, use, like, the gimmicky, silly shootout in the regular season and then you just play until the wheels fall off postseason. Like, that's fine. I'm okay with that.
2: If the the mentality, though, and it didn't happen a lot last year, and let's hope it doesn't happen – this year, in which case my entire point I'm about to make would be moot. But if the entire intent of the runner on second in extra innings is to shorten the games and shorten the amount of time that players are at the ballpark while we're still in a pandemic, then a game like that would be the major, the, you know, the, 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 the league office's nightmare that you have. <laughs> you created a rule that promoted so much offense that it actually neutralized the fact that one team was better than the other, and the game should have ended in the 12th or 13th inning and went all the way out to 15, 16, yeah. 17 innings. And so now players and are at the ballpark the, for six well, hours right, again, whole, which is the worst thing.
0: I know. More of a public health thing, which is obviously consideration. I was just talking in terms strictly of, like, baseball, quality of baseball. But, yeah, I mean, that's obviously – Well, for the fans, it would be great, right. But yeah. I can see the league having an aneurysm over that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's, but I, I kind of feel like um, the league would be, and, you know, we all are of the mind that there's probably some form of, you know, bitter labor dispute coming down the pipe here. But, like, I feel like the league is going to use this to be like, oh, well, we used it and it was successful or it was whatever. So like, what's your excuse for not wanting it in the new CBA? right and i mean i or if I, you really
2: want you really want the, the universal dh you have to give us this
0: like and see this is the thing that i hate to be like oh like it, rule changes in general but it's like we've been talking for you know a few good years at this point of why isn't there a, a universal dh and then they did it and now they took it away like i just i don't know i just don't get it it's like it shouldn't be a carrot it was successful like the best pitchers bet like 150 I don't know. That's it's a whole. We can we can go into that another time. It's just stupid.
2: Yeah, it, it honestly, it comes down to to so, negotiation, right? You, you're not just going to give away stuff for free because it sets up a bad precedent that the league is is just soft, right? And that the, the player association can, if, if they want something, if the fans want it, that they're just going to get it, and there's going to be no, there's
0: gonna be no negotiation there at all. Understand why that is something that you need to negotiate. It's just like because it, it's anything that they have power on right now. It's not specifically uh,
2: the,
1: the negotiator.
2: Right. <laughs> it's not the specific content we're talking about. Like, the universal DH is probably something that the league is most willing to concede on, but it's something that they can hold over the, the MLBPA, and it's something that they can maintain some level of power on, and once you give up that, then you don't have anything. So, so I think I, that's what it is. And I, I, it sucks. It's just it's because the I world like we're in.
0: You just came out tomorrow and said, like, you know what? Or maybe they can't because of the CBA or whatever, but if the league just came out tomorrow and said, like, you know what? We're just universal DH from this point forward. Like, like if they're using it as a Executive bargain, that's one thing. Like, if they were just going to come out and say it, I feel like most of the players would be like, okay, fine, except for maybe, like, Noah guard, But, like...
1: <laughs> I, so, I saw the perfect tweet about it the other day. It's like, look, that nostalgia you got from Bartolo Colon hitting a home run is not worth watching pitchers hit 150 every year. <laughs> like, it's just not, uh, man. It was, it really, was a cool uh, moment, but, like, is that worth keeping... It was cool, but it wasn't that cool. And, like, look, we, we don't even – like, we're AL baseball fans, so it's like we really don't even have to worry about this 80% of the time. But, yeah, like even we were like, yeah, come on, just make a universal D.A. No,
0: it's and it's cool. even worse for us because it was like, what's our experience with pitchers hitting? It's Yankee pitchers getting hurt. Like, Yep, <laughs> I mean, yep, that, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's so it's funny the, how that, Shin it,
1: Ming Wong, it got, he got hurt in Houston, which obviously they were an NL team back then, so it's just weird thinking about
0: that's yeah. another reason yeah. to hate Houston. Yep.
2: Right. And then didn't and then Tanaka mess up his hamstring running on like a ground ball? Yep. Yeah. Just, that's not, that's not awesome. good. <laughs> that's, what's the appeal on that? Just because... The double switch promotes
0: strategy or some other stupid reason. Like, right. Uh, it also
2: promotes having to throw pitch relief pitchers in, in, in right field because you have no one else who could like do it. I, I, just,
0: I mean, it's just very annoying because it's like, hey, you know what? Is it fun every now and then? When a pitcher hits a home run, sure, but the pitcher gets, you know... Exactly, the,
1: the 90% something. of, 95% of the other time when he strikes out on, like, three pitches, yeah. It's yeah, it's like fun. the pitcher... And when you can get
2: pitch like, around the the number eight hitter on the lineup, because you know yeah, exactly. it's guaranteed
1: out at nine.
0: Yeah, it's like the pitcher's going to get, what, like, 100-something at-bats, and guess what? Oh, it's going to be really fun when they get 15 hits, and then you have to watch them, like, swipe, just, like, go down looking like a child the other whatever many, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: We attach too much weight to those moments because obviously they're fun and irregular or whatever, but it's just dumb. It's not better baseball. And I feel like that's something that the league is responsible for.
1: Yeah. I, I really don't understand why they haven't implemented the universal DH yet. Hopefully they will one day, but that day is not going to happen this year. There's going to be a D, no DH in the NL poor suckers um <laughs> <laughs> like i'd be like there's like just think of being an nl team like it, you're it's literally like the first week of february and you're trying to sign guys you don't even know if there's going to be a dh in your league Guys, i can like the, it's
0: incredible assure you of the tweets that we will see at some point any pitcher in the national league gets hurt and the team okay. is looking for a Yep. An arm and the tweets are just going to be like it's time. i uh, are well, just going to see the video of Bartolo hitting the home run and I'm just going to want to crack my computer in half and never open yep. it ever. Oh, oh, it'll happen. It happens every year.
1: This episode, <laughs> this episode is always brought to you by Manscaped. Um, yeah. So that'll be it for us. Um, yeah, probably we'll do another episode either this weekend or early next week depending on what happens. Spring training right around the corner. I I can almost taste it. I'm starting to go to Tampa. Um, Judge and Stanton, hopefully, Uh, are fully entrenched in their yoga routine. Staying healthy this year. Yep. The
0: the hauler is out. They loaded it all up. The truck is on the way to Tampa. (laughs) All the gear.
1: Yeah, I think um, I better go on HGTV and see a show that Judge and Stanton are hosting of them doing yoga. I don't even think there's yoga on HGTV, but there is now because Judge Sand just got a show. So, yeah. So that'll be it for us. For Luigi. For Andrew. For G. This was the Bronx Bomber Babble Podcast. And we'll see you guys next time.